Oh, okay. All right, we're live. So uh, today we've got uh, our our returning guest. I think uh, the most returning guest on my podcast. <laughs> Hi guys, how <laughs> are you? I think officially, yeah. Now you're the most returning guest. Woo! You've been here three times. Cool. Yes, this is like my personal lifetime achievement. Most returning guest <laughs> on Brian's podcast. Shui. <laughs> Well, anyways, um, so yeah, we were talking a little bit about um, just things that are coming up. I'm moving to Japan. I think I, <laughs> it's been a while since I podcasted, so like, that was uh, with yeah, um, Gloria, right? That was with Gloria, like you first announced it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there, there was that, and then um, uh, I had talked about it with Lawrence a little bit, uh, oh, yeah. and so yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're doing that. We're so we're busy moving. I know Viv is also moving, right? Uh, yes, I've just unpacked, uh, well, most of it anyway. Um, the last figurine has gone on the shelf. So, yeah, it's been a really crazy couple of weeks. But oh, I'm dang. happy to just so yeah, because I was not only just moving house, we were moving offices before that as well. It's <laughs> a lot of moving. Yeah, I think um, I just told one of my friends, I said, if I see another cardboard box, I'm going to puke because it's just <laughs> <laughs> my life in boxes. The only... Yeah. The only creature that is extremely happy about all the boxes is my cat. <laughs> well, that's good. Cats like boxes. Yeah, she just yeah. So mm. I yeah, I was saying that um, yeah, yeah. So we're all we're both moving. So I'm I'm glad that thank you so much for taking some time to do this podcast with me in the middle that's of all okay. your moves. That's okay. Yeah. It's uh cool. it's a good uh it's a good start back into the content creation um or online sort of space. So yeah, happy to do it. Yeah. So today I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, I got the idea from. Well, I've had I had an idea to do this for a while. Uh, I, I want to do a movie review, um, mm. and I've been like you know just good movies. I like I like movies. I like stories, and I like to talk about them with people. So mm. um, I've been I've been meaning to do like a movie review kind of podcast and i've seen it done a couple of times uh i got the idea from david so's podcast which are i'm not really a fan of david so and his podcast but uh i, I do <laughs> like it when he does uh movie reviews yeah i mean david oh, yeah. so is a, is a very popular podcaster and everything um uh although like lately he's been better about like being more humble like the, the only reason why i don't like the guy <laughs> he has kind of an ego so uh, uh okay. i, like, I so wish just... he was a little bit more humble yeah Right, it just comes across as like too full of himself, or what is it? I've never listened to his yeah, podcast. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he comes across as if he's like you know the man or something. Like, you know, like just like just be uh, okay with your failures. Like be like the, the the podcasters that I really like are people who are uh, I know it's it's kind of a meme to say authentic, but basically like kind of authentic, like people who are more uh, who are people. Yeah, people who are people who have flaws mm -hmm. and are not. Uh, afraid to admit that they're weak in some ways and that they they are they make mistakes and things mm -hmm. like that like people who are like i'm always the best like i never have flaws <laughs> they, they almost seem like unrealistic you know because like you know that they're lying <laughs> maybe maybe you do but maybe they don't actually that's another can of worms i just opened but yeah 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 oh. <laughs> that's true huh yeah maybe yeah but yeah like that's the like people who come across like people who who can't show weak like not show weakness but like uh, people can't admit they're like mm. if they're sometimes they don't do things the best you know and they have a lot like people who, who can't do that mm. like they, they come up to me they come across as very arrogant mm. or egotistical so i'm just like oh, I, I can't think to most to people yeah anymore. that that definitely would uh would 
rub them the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, anyways, yeah. So we're gonna do a movie. I do like his movie reviews. When he does movie reviews, he does them really, really well. And he and he has a guest that's a, a film producer that also does the movie review with him. So I kind of watched a lot of his movie reviews, and um, so I got the idea to do this one kind of in the same format because I really liked that format because then you okay. can just kind of get into it and talk. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so the movie that we're going to talk about today is A Silent Voice. Ooh, emotional yeah. damage. <laughs> emotional. <laughs> the meme. Well, yeah, yes. I. So it's it's a little bit of an older movie. Um, not like super old. It's still somewhat recent, but it's. Uh, it's actually relatively it up, actually. recent. We're not talking like. Um, yeah, yeah we're, it's not. We're not talking like twenty years or anything. Ten or twenty. Yeah, years. I think it's right. like within the last five years. Um, yeah, that's that's actually really recent. We're not talking like Naruto era, for example. Yeah, yeah, not that's, like that. Yeah, so um, it's a pretty recent movie. Uh, director is oh shit! I should have looked all this up. Look how unprofessional I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Google on look, the go. I, yeah, I had to Google on the go. A silent voice. So yeah, the reason Google why race. I wanted to bring up the um, the director is because she's uh, uh, she's she's directed other films, and she, uh, when I did the research for this and found out that she has a very particular way that she likes her her films to look. So it's director Naoko Yamada. Ah, it's a she. What um what yeah, other yeah. films did she direct? I should know that. <laughs> she did uh Tamako Love Story in twenty fourteen. Ega K on twenty eleven. Oh yeah. Liz in the Bluebird. I have I've never seen these other ones. But I, I, yeah, but yeah, all of her movies, like even in the box, the art for it, it looks very, it looks similar to all the other movies. <laughs> she has a certain way that she likes, like lighting and stuff like that. So yeah, so I did a little bit of research on this movie just uh, to prepare for this, but I wanted to hear your thoughts. Like, what's your initial thoughts on on the movie? Um, this movie is probably one of the most, um, just going back to what you were saying before, one of the most human movies that I've seen. Um, mm. But put in a very romanticized sort of art style. Mm -hmm. uh, it does touch on a lot of things that I think about 90, 90 to, if not almost all of us, can relate to. And there's so many different characters that um, are portrayed in, in through the protagonist's eyes. But you kind of have glimpses of the um, the characters through their lens as well if that makes any sense but I think um, there is a little bit of each character in every single one of us and it's mm -hmm. the uh, I think the aspect or the choice that we make that makes that our defining trait for example you could be like um, uh, I can't remember what's that that lady's name Wino the one with the blue eyes oh Wino yeah yeah Wino yeah like you could oh, come yeah, we, across as we hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's every like most people hate her. Like they watch it and just go, <laughs> this, yeah, this, yeah. this chick. But if we have to be honest, we um must admit that at some point in, in life we will all have acted like Winnow, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I guess um there's a little bit of her in every every one of us. It's just what we choose to act on that makes us or defines us really. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh when I when I because like yeah during the movie I I really didn't like her character yep uh, and we'll get into that in uh later later on when we yep. when we discuss uh 
but yeah, like as as I as I kind of reflected on the character and mm-hmm. kind of saw her motivations, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I kind of see where she's coming from. But like, I was like, oh man, she's just she's horrible. I, I think the reason why I hate <laughs> she is because like, <laughs> I like I it kind of reminds me of 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 me in some way, like when I was younger. Oh, like, why? Yeah, well, because like the jealousy kind of thing, like jealousy makes you do really harsh things, and it doesn't let you um like feel for others you know because like yeah, so i was like okay. oh okay i see i i kind of see so it's like i can't i'm i'm i i don't like her and i'm mad at her during the film but at mm-hmm. the same time it's like like kind of like a like a mirror in front of me <laughs> she's a mirror you know i was like oh shoot i'm like this <laughs> i feel like yeah. i feel like at the moment you are probably the furthest person away from bueno but <laughs> okay um, <laughs> maybe yeah. that's just us looking at ourselves in a critical lens like just going yeah through, yeah yeah mm. But what did you think about like the not? So we'll get into the story aspects because mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the whole. We're basically I'm taking the synopsis of the of the whole movie, yeah. And we're just kind of kind of give our thoughts on it and yep. maybe uh, speak on a little bit. But mm-hmm. what about um the non story elements of the uh, the film, like the music, the score, uh, the the animation, um, you know, all that stuff, like the the art direction. Like, what did you think about all that? Uh, it was well the art style and art direction is very well i think the art style anyway and the coloring is very clean very easy to consume as a viewer like i did not feel my eyes get fatigued and i've mm-hmm. got very dry eyes so i did not feel my eyes get fatigued after watching the whole thing in, in one go yeah it is kind of soft mm, like, the yeah. palette is very I, I do easy like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and the score um, the score was also very easy to to digest as as an audio listener. Um, it's not overly complicated. Also very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, not too heavy and doesn't kind of just assault your ears because you know you've mm-hmm. got those kinds of heavy, like very orchestral kind of scores where you go warm. One whole the whole room feels a bit dense. Um, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah, this one was very, very light, very easy and very, I think at, at times it brings out this poignant sort of um, emotions. So uh, I loved it personally. I think it was um, it was a good score. Yeah. Um, I, as... I really, really like the score. Yeah, the, the so score I'm, I'm glad good. that you as a musical person uh, <laughs> could, could also appreciate. Oh yeah, and uh, just, just as a caveat, I wanted to say the last time... I think Viv was on the this this podcast. She was kind of making her like she was kind of going up and up on the the YouTube's and the TikTok and all that. <laughs> now she's like a superstar. <laughs> no, I had to schedule with her appointment to get this <laughs> to get this podcast. Like my goodness, have uh, have she's you have you choreographed the kibble yet? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to. I'll, I'll send that to uh, post haste. <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I knew about the job, um, so I'm allowed to say this now. I got hired mm-hmm. by um, or subcontracted by Cartoon Network to do one of their official um, openings, uh, done in an anime style. Um, the very first time I was on the podcast, I already knew about the job, and I remember, oh. yeah. Um, I remember you asking me about um, where do I want you know to take my YouTube journey because I was very early on in the piece, mm-hmm. um, 
And you mentioned something about doing like official openings and stuff. And I was thinking, I can't tell you yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did that. I, I, okay, so you already knew at the time. So I yeah. thought I was like being prophetic or something. <laughs> like, oh, hey. Hey, you, hey, you did an opening. Just, yeah. <laughs> you, you got a gift. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it was just, I honestly still feel incredibly um, lucky to this day. Like, I'm really not the best singer I know. There's plenty of really good singers out there. You are very, very talented. What you talking about? And no, no, really, this is this uh, a bite of truth. Like, um, I'm okay. Like, not not the best, definitely. Um, but still incredibly lucky to be included in the piece. So, um, yeah, it was an opportunity of the lifetime. Uh, and having worked with um the guys at Cartoon Network, I can also say they're very plus ultra people. So, um very nice super professional and um really friendly and um for somebody like me who's just like a small content creator um they were very um welcoming as well and they just you know walk you through each of the steps very clearly and concisely and they tell you exactly what they want they come back and they say okay we want you to do this this is for example um but not like overly demanding or you know they could they because they i mean cartoon network right but um no definitely not like that so very nice people very glad to have worked with them. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to get that out a little bit. Just I know we kind of like went off the rails a little bit, <laughs> but I wanted to <laughs> let people know Thanks. about your success. Yes, it's Thank cool. You. I want all my friends to win. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, let's let's get back to the the move. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the score as well. Um, one thing I, I I noticed after the fact because there was something about the score. I was like, there's something different. Like I didn't, I can't. At first glance, I couldn't hear exactly like there's like I like it. I love the score, but there's like I feel I hear like extra noise or something, and I I couldn't pinpoint it until like I listened to it again, like just the score. Like I I searched it up on Google. It's yeah. like oh, you can actually hear because at first I didn't know what these extra sounds were. It's like it sounds like a piano, but then there's like extra noises coming from somewhere. And then when I really listened in, it's like oh, it's like you can hear like the key pedals like you know when you play piano uh, like you yeah. have like pedals and stuff you, you can hear the, the the piano player like pressing the pedals and switching around yeah wow and i was like you oh you can hear that and if you listen to uh, any of the the music for it again and then you can hear like inside i don't know i think i looked it up they said they they mic'd it up in a certain way where you can actually hear like all the little i think they put it inside the piano and then like close the piano lid or something but yeah you can hear all the little detail like the little sounds stuff like that yeah wow is this yeah. um, I think, uh, was that was that recorded um with a real piano by the way do you know yeah i th- yeah it's like a like a grand piano like um not like an electric it was a it's an actual wooden strings and stuff like that yeah yeah okay so yeah. it's not digitized yeah yeah so okay. like i think they did that well somebody told me that um they did that on purpose so somebody well when i put that up on my instagram somebody said oh they did some things to the sound they did that on purpose to allow deaf people to be able to hear like to be able to feel the sounds or something i was like oh, oh that's interesting that's super cool because yeah. it goes with the theme of the um the movie as yeah well. with the movie mm. so it's kind of like a fourth wall <laughs> breaking oh, yo, the fourth wow. wall kind of, just the music right yeah and yeah. i was like oh that's that's really cool that's really interesting oh, i love it i didn't yeah, know yeah. that that's super cool yeah yeah. Hmm. yeah so thanks thanks to uh the guys that uh told me about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the more you know. it seems like a lot of people have watched this movie and it, it really made an impact so that's why i wanted to kind of go through this yeah okay let's do that yeah. hmm. okay so 
now that we've talked about all that stuff, I wanted to kind of get into the, the actual synopsis. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read a section uh, part by part, and then we're just going to kind of give our thoughts on it. Yep. So the beginning here, uh, the silent voice is about a high school student named Shoya Ishida. So the interesting thing about this movie is that both of the protagonists, the male and female protagonists, their names are Shoya and Shoko. So they're both, their nicknames are like Sho. <laughs> uh, yep. So Shoya Ishida, this is the male protagonist, uh, tends to kill himself, but changes his mind at the last minute and decides to wrap up loose ends. A flashback reveals Shoya, the male protagonist, as a sixth grade student in elementary school, during which a new student named Shoko Nishimiya, that's the uh, female protagonist, joins the class and is revealed to be deaf. She tries to integrate with the class, but ends up being an easy target for Shoya and his friends to bully. When word of the bullying reaches the principal, Shoya is singled out as a culprit by his teacher and his friends, resulting in the class's bullying become, becoming directed towards him. Shoya blames Shoko, and the two get into a physical altercation. Shoko is subsequently transferred to another school, and Shoya keeps the notebook Shoko had left behind. So it's gonna be hard to like go through this because their names are so similar, Shoya and Shoko. <laughs> but the, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah like, so, do you, would you would you rather go by the the way they um they are referred to in the film as in like Ishida or Nishimiya? Ishida and Nishimiya. We could do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Ishida and Nishimiya. Nishimiya is the girl. Yep. Ishida is the uh the bat, uh, the the boy. That's a bad. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's bad in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Well, he's a bad boy, but but it's interesting. So we can get into it. Uh, mm -hmm. So like, okay, so show show uh, Ishida mm -hmm. uh, bullies Shoko for being deaf, right? Mm -hmm. So she uh like oh, uh, what did I say? Ishida the Nishimiya, right? <laughs> That's okay. You for go being... by however you think. Yeah. yeah however, yeah. Mm. So like, so there's a lot of bullying done. Um, but then, uh, you know, like we, we we just talked about in the synopsis, like the bullying turns around on him because he gets called. He gets the teacher kind of singles him out and says that, oh, he's the you're the guy that's that's bullying mm -hmm. uh, Nishimiya. And then they his friends turn on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's OK. So what what did you feel about this? This first section? Like it's basically the first act is when they're students, when they're mm -hmm. uh, I think they're the elementary school students. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. From um, Ishida's perspective mm -hmm. um, and Nishimiya's perspective, I think on some level, how do I, how do I put it? Um, from Ishida's perspective, it's like, you know, why uh, why am I the one that's being singled out? Even though, yes, mm -hmm. I was probably the perpetrator of the the so-called um, bullying um, crime, but um, everyone kind of hopped on the bandwagon as well. And when mm -hmm. everyone needed a scapegoat, they just picked on him, including the teacher, because mm -hmm. um, the teacher witnessed all of that, right? And yeah, just and when... he didn't really do anything to stop it. Exactly, yeah. So the teacher's gone, okay, it was you. Um, I've done my duty, you know, I've, I've washed my hands of it and I've solved the mm -hmm. problem. And all the other students are kind of like, especially the ones that hopped in on the bullying as well, have gone, um, yep, you know, it's your fault. Um, we've washed ourselves off the crime. So it's kind of like the scapegoat by... Right, they're yeah. pinning it all on him. They're pinning Even though it they, on they him. were 
everybody in everybody was kind of guilty. Yes, but to clear right, yeah. their conscience, they're like, "Well, you started it, so I just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, followed along." And from yeah. Ishimiya's perspective, it was also incredibly heartbreaking because, I mean, obviously she's innocent; she just literally has mm-hmm. a disability. There's nothing she can do about it, um, and she tried really hard as well to mm-hmm. get along with um, her friends, your all new friends. Well, at least you tried to make friends. <laughs> I should. Probably. Yeah, that that was the hard. That was really hard. Like I I I posted in my Instagram story that I cried five times within the first thirty minutes of the oh, film. Oh no! <laughs> well, just because like I felt so because like she she comes in, she has a disability. You know, she has the little notebook and she's flipping the pages. You mm. know, she mm. wrote down like just kind of introduction first. I was like, oh, that's so. That's so sad. Like just right there, I cried <laughs> because <laughs> she she has her notebook and like she does she can't hear. She's telling everyone that she's deaf. Yeah. And then they start picking on. They start you know ma- taking making fun of her essentially yeah. because of her disability. Correct. But the whole time, all she's doing is she wants to make friends. She's trying to be friendly to them. Correct. And try not Correct. to stand out, and it's just like oh, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very yeah. sad. And um, personally, because I've been one of those students that that's had to we've moved a lot so i've had to do that process over and over and over again each time so you have to stand school. up in front of the class and yeah absolutely like and to, just oh, say okay. you know it was hard enough without a disability um mm-hmm. let alone with a disability and trying to bridge that gap because everyone's already you know especially um young kids right they've already got their friends cliques they've already got their mm-hmm. circles you're just there you know who are you that's just true newbie that's very hard to break so um i can only imagine like with a handicap it's just mm-hmm. gotta be that that much worse yeah mm. and then she has to kind of switch schools a lot because she's probably getting bullied at other places correct so she probably has to move around a lot correct so it's like oh that's like it's just it's very very sad like just to like even even that point like it kind of made me uh grateful i mean it's very sad the depiction i mean i'm glad that this is not a real person right this is a this is a animate right but mm. um like just to think that these are real people that are like this uh they have they're born with disabilities and it's like i have two two daughters neither of them have disabilities mm-hmm. and it kind of made me feel like oh my goodness i'm grateful yeah. that my kids don't have this because i couldn't as a parent i don't know that'd be so difficult to deal with like my children being bullied because of their disability i would be like, oh man <laughs> i was like I've, I've really felt for her mom a lot in the film yeah. When uh, like later on, when we get to, like we get to, kind of see her mom and how her mom reacts to the situation. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Mm. So oh, yeah, the bullying your, scene. Oh, have, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just gonna ask. So have your have your children ever, you know, uh, alluded to the fact that they were being bullied at school, or that's never really happened? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm. Okay, um, that's good. They they. I mean, they say stuff like that, but I, I like when I when I look into it, I don't think it it's not really like sometimes like they're the ones that are causing, stuff. <laughs> like uh, they're being mischievous and stuff, uh, and they they say, "Oh, I'm being bullied," and it's like, "Nah, that's not bullying. <laughs> you're just you're just being very mischievous, and you're getting in trouble." Like you know, uh, like, my teacher okay. is kids bullying me. Kids. Or yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think they understand what it is. So, um, but yeah, this this film like. So the the bullying scenes specifically, um, they kind of, uh, yeah, just like just specifically a couple of them kind of stick out to me that that they kind of um, 
made me a little bit sad. <laughs> well, I'm mm. not a little bit. Like, mm. uh, the the one scene where uh, what's her name? The blonde girl. I forget her name. Uh, Kawaii. Kawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she she tricks Shoko into singing uh, in the choir, and then they all start laughing at her. And she did yeah. that. On, like you can tell, she did that on purpose because she's. Yeah. Nishimiya is trusts kind of trusts her a little bit like saying okay yeah. this this person won't um this person won't take advantage of me right because that's how kind of kawaii that's yeah. how she portrays herself like yeah. I'm innocent I'm, I'm the good girl right correct and so Nishimiya kind of trusts her into thinking mm-hmm. that she's not going to trick her or do anything and so it's kind of like a heart it's, it's a little bit heartbreaking because like oh she she broke her trust like she believed that this person was a good person yeah because that's how she presents herself but yes. she's she's you know taking advantage of her yeah. and making her sing because she can't hear mm-hmm. and then they all stop and laugh at her it's like oh, what a what a horrible thing to do yes <laughs> like one because it's already like it's 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 already you're making fun of her disability but two because she trusts you yeah and how they're like you're you're taking advantage of her trust <laughs> the betrayal to, got to be so yeah. much more like so much worse compared to the actual like aggression up front so if someone's aggressive to you up front you already know their intentions but if someone exactly, betrays yeah. you that's mm-hmm. that feels 10 times worse can definitely oh yeah. yeah yeah way worse because it's like i thought this person was a friend of mine or i thought this yes. per- you know like you if you have a trust built up for somebody yep. and then they break that trust that's way worse than yes, somebody like worse. attacking like you like you said just up front and attacking you yeah exactly yeah so mm. that that one really hurt me <laughs> oh, like, yeah for sure yeah. which had anyway especially yeah. because shoko nishimiya and she's smiling every time like she kind of you can tell she's hurt but yeah. she's smiling the whole time because she wants to put on a face that she's uh, you know she wants to be friendly like okay i'll laugh it off too okay isn't it funny that you know i'm deaf and i i can't hear you know the thing it's just like oh it's so sad yeah it it really it really gets you and i think yeah, it's yeah. sad because at some point in our lives every single one of us have had this experience mm-hmm. like whether it's a friend or whether it's a family or someone that you trust and you're like oh i thought you were my mate you know i thought mm-hmm. you were you gonna go down with me but no you kind of left mm-hmm. me in the sinking ship and just go yeah haha that's that's mm-hmm. your problem now and uh, i think that's why that scene really gets some of us it did mm-hmm. it definitely did get me yeah 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 and then even like uh yeah when when they start turning on ishida Mm-hmm. And they do basic kind of similar things that they that he did to to Nishimiya. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That, it, it, it's it's interesting because you kind of see that he he kind of had a little bit of guilt himself too. Yeah. But I think he was he was doing it so that he could try to fit in. Like not that not that what he did was right because mm-hmm. it wasn't right. Right. Mm-hmm. He did bad things, but um, like you can tell it wasn't because. Uh, he was okay. It, it was out of a motivation of I want to fit in with everybody in class, and in order to do this, I have to bully this this mm-hmm. girl, right? Yep. And that's you can tell that that's kind of his motivation, which is a wrong motivation. <laughs> All right, it's a it's a it's a wrong way to act. It's the motivation of I want to be accepted and I want to be loved. That's a normal kind of thing that every human possesses. But yep. uh, of course, yep. Yeah, but, but like when, you're, the way when that your he environment it, is toxic, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. if you don't realize it, it's easy to get blindsided by like, 
okay, everybody's doing this, so it must be okay. Like even mm-hmm. in workplaces, we talk about workplace bullying. Um, mm-hmm. If every single person acts like that and it's the normal, then mm-hmm. um, I suppose that must be okay, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's easy to get dragged into and sucked into the current because it's not like a a glaring sort of red flag in your face. Like, hey, mm-hmm. not often anyway. Sometimes it's just a little by little. And then slowly but without, you know, surely but without you realizing it, you start to become like one of them or you even start mm-hmm. acting like one of them. Uh, or you even intentionally do adopt some of these habits cause, just because you want to fit in. And sometimes fitting in is necessary for survival, but that doesn't mm-hmm. make it right, you know. So um, it's a little bit of a like a tug of war <laughs> in yeah. between the, the angel and the devil on your shoulders, just going, yeah, which way do I go? Um, but yeah, definitely he acted out. Um, he did, mm-hmm. although he did have, I think I didn't really see the guilt get him all that much until he was the one who was being harassed. Well, there's like small moments. Yeah. And then like, especially when he, you know, when the teacher was asking like, Hey, who, you know, whoever bullied, this person please stand like he was about to raise his hand like you oh, could, yeah. like there's certain and then like certain ways in his facial expressions where like something would happen to her and he would like, like, the, he... like I, I mean there was a certain part of him that mm-hmm. he found he felt a little bit guilty about what he was doing yeah like that's that's how i i perceived it at least mm-hmm. there, there was a couple of scenes where it's like he, he knows he's do he's he's doing something wrong mm-hmm. but he has to keep doing it. and and it and that kind of brings up the fact that you know I think it takes a brave person to kind of go against the grid when everybody is going one way. Yes, and definitely. if he were to be like, no, this isn't right. We shouldn't do this to her. Then he might've been targeted bully like that, but at least that way he would have had a clear conscience. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but it just, yeah. Like, especially at that age when you're elementary school, right. Yeah. The only thing you want to do is fit. <laughs> like, I, I don't know very many elementary school kids that would have had the courage or the note, like the, um, like like the you, knowledge you could that, say it, the balls yeah yeah to like <laughs> not go that way and just kind of be like this is wrong guys we shouldn't yep. do this like i i definitely didn't have that kind of capacity when i was a kid like i don't i don't think like if if i was in that class and i was in that that situation i like as much as i hate to admit it i would be one of the people that would probably go along with the bullying just because that's what everybody else is doing and i think yeah. that's a very very strong pull mm-hmm. uh for someone to go against that is it takes a, a really courageous a really brave person and so yeah yeah so uh, i, I kind of understand definitely. you know mm-hmm. yeah i can see it but anyways uh i wanted to also so the the climax of this act kind of comes with uh they get into a so uh choko or nishimiya uh bullied for being deaf and then mm-hmm uh ishida gets singled out and then now he's bullied mm-hmm. uh he thinks it's nishimiya's fault that mm-hmm. yeah. he's being bullied right mm-hmm. and then at at the climax of this act mm-hmm. they get into kind of a fight mm-hmm. right because um you know as 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 nice as nishimiya is as much as she's trying to um to fit in yeah. like she it's uh, she, the straw you know, there's only so much she can take right yeah. exactly right. there's only so much she can take and so they get into an altercation at school uh, they kind of get into a little bit of a physical fight. Not yeah. really. I mean, they're not like hitting each other, but they're just kind of like you know. I think I think she was trying to like they actually kind of she she hammered down the yeah. blows. <laughs> She's like right, yeah, she like kicking him a little bit while Asi yeah. was like pushing yeah. her and stuff. Um, it's just you know like an elementary school kids fighting, <laughs> right? 
yeah, oh, but yeah, that's so... all the frustration in that scene. That scene, right. just watching it, right, and listening to mm. the to her um, very awkward kind of uh, screams mm-hmm. um, in the way that she does. It's uh, and also from from um, Ishida's perspective as well. Like you could tell, both of them were extremely frustrated. They mm-hmm. didn't know what to do but to take it out on each other. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they're both kind of victims, right? But they're yeah, well, blaming each other. Well, they were and both so, wronged um, at yeah, the yeah. same time, but they just uh, didn't know where to direct it, so they directed it mm-hmm. at each other. Right. Mm. Yeah, and it's so, like the heartbreaking part of that, too, like this is the, the, the last time that I cried in the first the 30 minutes. Oh. Is that when, after they fight, mm-hmm. she... Like she she yells at him. She's like, "Oh, I'm I'm trying my best. I'm doing my best," and that was so. Oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm almost tearing up a little bit just thinking about it. Just like okay, like because out of all of like when you see the first sequence, the first act of her trying her hardest, mm-hmm. right? And then she, her, for her to verbalize it, like I'm trying my best. Yeah. Like I'm deaf. I I can't do. I can't be normal. I have to stand out. Like, yes, you know, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that hurt me so bad. Oh, like, it was, it was crazy. Cause like, I think, cause Gloria and I watched it together. So yeah. I was like, okay. Like, like, I think she knew every single time, like the whole, time, <laughs> every single <laughs> section where I was like, oh my God, I'm crying again. Like, just, did, did it was so heartbreaking. Was it just you? Well, no, she, she cried at certain places. I don't think she cried in the first part i think she was just more upset about the way that people were treating yeah. her yeah yeah i was like i was just sad and <laughs> especially just hearing her say that i was like oh that was that really that really broke my heart is that's why that's, this you know, film is just basically emotional damage yeah emotional damage yeah but it, <laughs> it, it teaches a very interesting uh a very very interesting lesson like uh, i'll just say in the beginning like so this i thought this was going to be about like bullying and things like that but the movie is not bullying is like very it's like only in the first act that's like the very first part of the movie yeah um although you know there's more bullying that occurs later but mm-hmm. it's it's the movie's more about forgiveness mm-hmm. and uh how to forgive others and mm-hmm. forgiving yourself yep. um and it's just like that was a very 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 powerful message especially if you watch this film mm-hmm. uh you have this this newfound like i, I don't know like this appreciation for forgiveness and how mm-hmm. powerful forgiveness is. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, dang. Because if you don't forgive yourself, if you don't forgive others, like it it can drive you to do like really, really extreme things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, oh, man, this, that's, this is really powerful. <laughs> this story is very, very powerful. Yes, I, but, I completely yeah. agree. Um, the amount of people that mm-hmm. go about daily that I've encountered that haven't forgiven themselves for things they've that is probably insignificant to every other person that they know, um, but they've carried around with them for like the rest of their life, the 10 years, 20 years, you know, um, amazes me because mm-hmm. it just, they just, um, they hold on mm-hmm. to that and it yeah. really affects like your next move. So what you do, yes. what you say, how you, uh, how you talk to people even um, and how you react, um, very simple things like, to the basics of life is just carrying it around with you but i suppose we'll get to that um at the end yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so yeah because um you're right like there's there's a lot of people even yeah like today in the real world like real people that haven't forgiven themselves mm-hmm. and they carry it around and it's just like wow 
So it's it's just yeah, it's a very very good message, and it's a very important message for people to hear that mm. you can forgive yourself, right? Uh, regardless of what you've done in the past, you can be different now. I think I think they say that a couple times. In I think is you're starting today, starting now, you can change, right? You you don't have to be who you are. You can start now and change, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like one of the main themes. <laughs> Uh, of the movie mm -hmm. but anyways we'll get to the let's get to the second part of the uh the movie here it's uh, now they've time skipped uh now they're high schoolers mm -hmm. so um being an outcast throughout middle school for his reputation as a bully shoya now in high school is depressed is a depressed loner who is unable to look on others in the eyes and envisions an x mark over people's faces mm -hmm. to wrap up loose ends shoya goes to return shoko's notebook or shoya as in uh, ishida mm -hmm. return Shoko Nishimiya's notebook <laughs> at the end of the uh, at the sign language center mm -hmm. and apologize, but panics and asks to be friends instead. Shoko accepts his offer, leading Shoya to endeavor to make up for his bullying of Shoko. Mm -hmm. Tomohiro Nagatsuka, another loner, also befriends Shoya after he protects him from a bully. So, <clears throat> so now we're in high school, and one of the things that I I I uh. I liked that the movie did is kind of show how his personality changed mm -hmm. because of what he went through. And that's like, it's very, very real. Like that happens. Uh, if you, um, like when I was, uh, I, I talked about bullying of myself uh, when I was in high school, mm -hmm. uh, that changed my personality for a long time <laughs> after, oh, yeah. after high school. Like I was a very shy person. I wouldn't look people in the eyes. Like, even to this day, like I have a hard time like looking people directly in the eyes and like talking to them. It's yeah, it's right. it's one of those things. Like, it's I can't. I think if I if I consciously like say no, you have to look this person in the eyes and talk. Like I don't know. I I think it it can be a cultural thing. I think some people say it's oh it's a cultural thing. You know Asian. Like cultures, if you look someone in the eye, it's it appears to be rude. Is that? It's yeah. It appears to be rude in Asian cultures. But like I I was born here. <laughs> I was raised in America. So I don't understand why I have that, right? Uh, but I think it might be um, maybe because of of, of, uh, of like my I think experience. there's a certain yeah. uh, element of social anxiety that goes along with that. But mm -hmm. I was always, I was told this um, very long time ago. I think um, as I was learning to, learning some communication skills. They say, if you don't really want to look at the other person in the eye and it scares you or puts you off stuff, um, look at their ear. Mm. Yeah. It, Interesting, it, yeah, yeah. It gives a perception, it gives them the perception that you are looking them in the face, but you're not directly looking them. So look at the side of in their the face, eye, oh. like the ear or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> but it's worked oh, for me. So <laughs> yeah, Okay. The side track. Okay, so maybe it's not just me. Like, it's, yeah, I thought, I thought it was just <laughs> me. Like, how come everyone can do this, but I can't no, do it? No, <laughs> no. Maybe they're looking your ear, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's... It's interesting how how this experience changes person. Like you you see a very different uh, Ishida in oh, yeah. this second act, mm -hmm. right? Like he's he's very shy, mm -hmm. he's very timid. He kind of looks down all the time. He's mm -hmm. he's like kind of just slumped over, hunched over, mm -hmm. you know. And it's just like oh, like uh, like I understand what that feels like. I know what that is, you know. Like the feeling of an outcast, or yeah, like I I know. Like after you've gone through a period of time, especially in your formative years where you've been kind of bullied and stuff like that, yeah. Uh, after 
like that period, if you go to a new place, you you kind of bring all that with you and your personality changes. Even if you were kind of like loud and outgoing before, you become very reserved and shy. So like after my high school years, I was very, very closed off, very, very shy. I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to meet people. Um, So yeah, so I kind of understood like that, that kind of like, like took me back <laughs> that mm. the, when I saw Shoya in the in high school, I was like, oh, geez. Um, Did you have the same um, experience with people? Um, I suppose to like Nagatsuka's kind of um, approach where, you know, you just had some people walk up to you and say, hey, let's be friends. Or did you, were you not lucky? Oh, no, uh, no, no. I didn't. Um, you know, like I, I think my friendships that I've made in schools were very like, uh, like if, when I was in high school or when I, you know, in college, like the only kinds of fr- the friendships when I made them, uh, they were just kind of like, because we were in the same, we sat next to each other. It was like kind of like opportunity, you know? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. It so wasn't, you had it wasn't, to, well, you kind of yeah. had to sit next to them the entire year. So that's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, okay. Or like you had to be in a group project or something like that. And yeah. like you, you kind of have to talk to each other. So mm-hmm. like they're, they're kind of like that. Whereas mm-hmm. my friendships in adulthood, I have to go and talk to somebody and tell them that, Hey, I would like to be friends with you. Ah, <laughs> but maybe okay. not exactly. I won't have to tell them like that, yeah. but like, it kind of you you had to be more intentional about making friendships yes, yeah. in your adult years, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think although although that being said, I think it's incredibly common um, because as kids we just take that for granted. You're going to see them the next day anyway, and they're going to be in the mm-hmm. exact same spot, and mm-hmm. they're just going to tell you about you know the same things that they told you the day before, like what you have for dinner or what your mom do, or we've got a birthday party this weekend, for example. Everybody in the class mm-hmm. come. Um, and we just take those opportunities for granted. Whereas as adults, and I've heard this is very, very common, um, we have to be extra intentional, like you said, um, to actually go and find people with common interests or um, people who you know, are on the same wavelength, speak the same language as us. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, you won't get that those same opportunities again. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's very rare that people have those deep, meaningful um, relationships with colleagues in workplaces are those are the mm. people that you see every day, but it's not the same anymore. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, uh, the author of the manga and the um, the anime they kept this, so they kept so there's X marks is over over people's faces. The, the, so this is the part mm. of the movie where you start seeing X marks over mm-hmm. people's faces. Yep. Um, and it's very cartoony, right? But uh. I think they did that in the in the manga, and then they kept it in the anime adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I, what did you think about the X mark over piece, people's faces? Like, what do you I think thought, that was supposed to represent? Uh, I thought it was really interesting that the X mark, when it fell away, at least, um, was like a light piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, because it kind of peels off. <laughs> it was so fragile. Uh-huh. It's just paper. Um, uh-huh. I think that sort of represented that it's uh, almost like an illusion. Not well, it is an illusion. Obviously, the X marks don't e- don't really exist. They don't exist. Yeah. How yeah. easy it was to come off, and um, it was just held there because obviously he put them there in his mind. But in reality, mm. it was really not all that difficult. That's what I thought, anyway. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, it's just it's just a figment of his imagination, but like I I think uh, like because it re- represents 
I can't talk to it. Like, I kind of understood because, like, after I experienced uh, bullying, like, mm. that's kind of – I didn't see X marks over people's faces. But, like, I <laughs> like I, I didn't want to look at people. I didn't mm. – I kept my head down. I didn't want to look at anybody in the eyes. Yeah, fair um, enough. I think – like so, when I saw the X marks over pieces, uh, mm-hmm. people's faces, like okay, I see what that like. It's like I don't want to look at people in the eyes anymore because like I'm afraid. Mm. Um, so I think that's kind of how he felt, and that's kind of what the X marks represents. Yeah. So like right. sometimes like it, when it comes off like uh, like for certain individuals like at certain times where it's like when he it's like kind of like I can build trust against this uh, with this person again, and yeah. the X mark kind of peels off. Mm-hmm. But then, like, as soon as they break that trust, oop, X mark comes right back on. Yeah, right. it's like a protection mechanism. Yeah, yeah, it? it is. It is. Mm. Yeah, it's like okay, these these people, I don't trust these people. Uh, mm. these people can hurt me, and yep. I need to block them off. Kind of. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's easier to be by yourself rather than to be mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. But yep. then it kind of robs you of friendships. Uh, I mean, yep. it's just yeah, it's just it's just a very hard situation to be in. I mm-hmm. think I. I yeah, it's kind of a sad situation to to see uh, Ishida in. Yeah, and then uh, he befriends uh, Nishimiya, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was his. He was the bully, uh, and you know they had a fight over it, and um, he befriends her, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Uh, the when he goes back to and he he learns sign language. That that's interesting too. Like he goes to her, and in order to communicate with her, he learns sign language, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he's really good at it. So like it's it's like it's not that. You know, he just learned a couple of things. Like he learned how to do sign language. It took actually, him a, a, a while. Yeah. yeah, he actually learned it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was surprised. I think she's like, "Oh, when did you learn how to do sign language? How do you know how to do this?" And he says, "Oh, I I learned it, right? He, he yeah. signs to her." Yeah. Um, I think what I thought was how long he must have lived with that guilt mm-hmm. to the point where it became his almost um soul driving force to everything in life because it starts mm-hmm. off with him trying to obviously trying to kill himself right mm-hmm. um it to and him working at his part-time job trying to earn the money back for the hearing aids mm-hmm. uh or him learning sign language because of um you know to be able to communicate with her that mm-hmm. amount of guilt must have driven him to he's just literally gone through every single aspect of his life his job his work his social life his you know the skills the things that he puts time and effort into that became like his sole reason for living mm. yeah 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 that's like yeah that's that's kind of yeah because you could tell he had immense guilt he hadn't yeah. um really dealt with it and mm-hmm. so he was initially going to be like, I'm just going to kill myself because mm-hmm. that's what I deserve. Uh, yep. And then he he had, the, you know, that's the very beginning of the movie, right? And then he has a yep. predicament that, oh, I should I should at least make amends with the person that I believe before I do this, right? Correct. So he goes in. I think then when once he meets her, though, he kind of has a change of perspective. And it's like, you know, instead of, I have this guilt, instead of, you know, offing myself, what I can do is I can try to... Uh, Redeem have myself. some penance or you know yeah like mm. redeem myself or something like that but even that is kind of like i felt like so even that is is kind of a wrong motivation like because you haven't forgiven yourself you're still acting out of guilt right yeah so correct. yeah so like i i i i like that it caused them to um communicate like with each other good yeah yeah. Mm. yeah but the the motivation is still wrong 
right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from I I feel guilty, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, and and some people actually point that out, like um, uh, Shoko's younger sister, right? Um, she basically says, you know, the oh. Are you doing this because you 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 feel guilt and stuff? You like feel that, guilty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she like literally calls him out on it, right? Because <laughs> uh, she doesn't trust uh, him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and like even the the little sister, like mm-hmm. like her whole family, like it's it's very interesting, like because even her little sister is affected by um by her older sister being bullied, right? Like she yeah. won't go to school anymore. Uh, yeah, correct. And so, and she's very very protective of of uh, her older sister her because older she knows. Sister, yeah. Yeah, they, she, knows um, she has a disability. The, what's what's the nickname again? The younger sister, I can't remember. Yuzuru, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yuzuru is my favorite character. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's your yeah. favorite character. Yeah. I kind of liked his friend Nagatsuka. I think I think he was my favorite. Uh, character. I guess I guess that would be your favorite character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I do like uh, Yuzuru. I I liked her a lot. I I felt yeah. kind of bad for her because uh, yeah, she was being very very. She had like, I think she felt like she had no choice but to be, um protective of her because you know in the movie you 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 realize that she had tried to kill herself uh before and so she goes around takes pictures of dead things and hangs them up on the wall i, yeah. I think this is a little bit later on the movie but she hangs them up on the wall mm-hmm. I, I wanted to talk about this um a bit later on the yeah. reason why she does that is to to scare her sister into saying look look how ugly look how scary death is right um and so she does that with her camera and it's like oh man you like it's it's kind of the way that her sister is is worried about her, concerned about her. It's it's kind of the way that she shows some love for her older sister. Yeah, right. And so, but then yeah. she takes down the pictures later because she's like, well, yeah. if if um if my older sister sees this every single day, she's gonna think of you know offing herself. Um, mm-hmm. after that's after the episode, isn't it? Like after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, let's talk about uh. So like okay, so they have a friendship, uh, Shoko and Shoya. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they build a friendship. You know, based on guilt, I guess. <laughs> but it, it is they they at least start to talk to each other, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the strange things, like how how quick uh, Nishimiya was to forgive him. Yeah. Um. Like okay, but I I don't I don't know. Like for me, I, I think it's like maybe because she uh, doesn't have any friends or doesn't have very many friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that she. I think it was more because she felt guilty that he was being harassed because of her. Mm-mm. Probably, yeah, maybe she felt a little bit of guilt as well. Probably both of them. Like, um, I think it, I think it's a little bit. Uh, it's it's quite poetic actually because it reframes. It comes full circle. So in the first act, right when um, mm-hmm. when they're still kids, they take out their frustrations on each other. And mm-hmm. and then the second part, and they meet again. They take out their guilt on each other by trying to, you know, be friendly, be nice, be welcoming, just to, I suppose, redeem themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Each feels guilty for the other. So yeah. that uh, I thought that dynamic. They kind of blame themselves. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no forgiveness yet. It's just. One person blames themselves for the other person's wrong, and yeah. the other person blames themselves. So in the beginning, it's like forgiveness of each other. This, this now, it's like okay, they're acting out of guilt because they haven't forgiven themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think we can move on to the next section. We can talk a little bit about Nagatsuka. The reason why he's my favorite is just he's just a good homie. <laughs> he's a he's good still friend. <laughs> yeah, like he he. <laughs> he really cares about his friend right because yep. 
uh, I think Ishida, he like well, so the the way they meet is that uh, Nagatsuka is being um, he's 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 getting his bike stolen basically by some yeah. some guy, and instead uh, so he's asking for help, and so Ishida kind of uh, butts in and says, "Hey, why don't you steal my bike? You know, yeah. take my bike." Yeah. But I mean, he doesn't say that he's stealing it. He says he's gonna borrow it, right? But he's clearly he's stealing. He's the stealing. Bike. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think he's stealing. It's called robbery. <laughs> yeah, robbery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, right. right. He because he's just robbing them. He's not. He, yeah. You know, <laughs> he's threatening them. Yeah, basically. So, uh, and so. He knows he's getting his bike taken, so mm. he he offers his bike instead of uh, Nagatsuka, and and which mm-hmm. saves uh, Nagatsuka, and then that's uh, Nagatsuka goes out and finds his bike for him <laughs> and uh, brings it back to him. Uh, I thought that was they very become cute. Friends. Yeah, yeah. he's just he's like, he's just a good friend. I I really liked him a lot. That best so part. You don't you don't have people like that a lot. No, you don't. And people who um, I suppose the term I would put is chase after you. You know. Mm-hmm. They they constantly reach out to you, regardless of what you've said to them, what you've done. I think such people are very selfless people, um, almost to the point of self-detriment sometimes, which is probably not good because there needs to be mm-hmm. a healthy balance. But mm-hmm. at that part on the bridge where he was, you know, all his, all the exes come up again and he's just, mm-hmm. you know, being um, sorry for for everything and sorry to everybody and sorry is for himself probably um, I'm talking about mm-hmm. Ishida um, and mm-hmm. he's just telling Nagatsuka it's like you don't understand and but um, Nagatsuka never gave up on him so I thought that was just yeah. yeah that's yeah that's the thing yeah in that in that scene Nagatsuka is, is still his friend uh, no matter what right mm-hmm. like it's like mm-hmm. loyalty like that. Oh, that that's why I like him a lot because I think in real life finding people who are really loyal are very hard yes yeah they're very rare especially since um like people back like people will throw their friends under the bus for anything oh yeah (laughs) yeah especially like for men too like especially if there's a girl involved your best friend that you've known for your whole life will throw you under the bus just to get attention from a girl (laughs) she can do that I don't yeah. I don't get it why, but yes, and definitely if actually that's happened to my husband before as well. The same mm-hmm. thing. And it's yeah, yeah. not nice. That's why I said yeah. like, when it comes from somebody that you um trust that trust, betrayal exactly. is yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is, yeah. And it's so it's like to see the portrayal of a friend that's like, I'm not gonna give up on you, mm-hmm. like even mm-hmm. if you, you know, shoo me away or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm still your friend. Like yeah. you need some time, I'll leave you alone. Yeah. But I'm still your friend. Like that really warmed my heart. Like that's why I really like Nagatsuka cuz like mm. whenever I see portrayals of friendships like that in yep. anime, and a lot of anime does. I think uh there's a lot of animes that have a very loyal character and I always tr- tend to draw be drawn to that cuz it's just it's very rare to find someone so loyal in mm. modern day. <laughs> Like people well, are not especially, loyal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, when there's so many more options other than mm-hmm. being loyal, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's very little to to gain and a lot mm-hmm. to lose, I suppose, being loyal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I like to the point where I think if you were to ask most people if they have a very loyal friend, I think most people would say no. They have friends, mm-hmm. but I think. Yeah, it's like whenever I hear stories of people who have been friends for years and they've been loyal to each other, mm-hmm. that always like it kind of makes me tear up a little bit. It's like, oh, that's like I, it's like, like there's not a lot of people that have that. I, I don't yeah. have that, you know. So it's like, 
I, I it's just like oh that's <laughs> there's something else about that it's just like that's some good good people <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I, I completely and yeah. totally agree um I can say that I'm one of the lucky people who's definitely had um a few friends who have just you know stood by me stuck regardless. By, yeah. yeah struck by me yeah even um, if like bad things have happened to you oh, yeah. or, or if even if they got done caught bad in the crossfire and... so I, yeah, yeah. I can say that there have been people who stuck by me even being caught That's in the crossfire good. so yes um it's it's good yeah. when the crossfire happens because you know that um yeah. that strengthens that relationship yeah especially mm. if they if they don't abandon you or mm. if they don't oh yeah yeah because like that's the kind of test right it's like when yeah of course bad things happen mm-hmm. are they still going to be around right <laughs> yeah and even if they cop the flag so some of them have actually done that for me so i can i can say that uh, some people in my life i'm completely and totally grateful for oh that's that's really good <laughs> don't tear up now brian yeah. Yeah. no i mean i because I, I got like when when bad things had happened to there, there was a moment in my life where was, i was going through my darkest i remember you telling me. me about that yeah and like podcast. all of my friends who i thought were friends they just straight up abandoned me <laughs> and they just straight up like Aww. blamed me for all the things that i did instead of being like you know i don't care what anybody says like yeah. i'm gonna be on your side and i'm gonna stick with you yeah like right. friends that i've had for years that we've done so many things together all of those guys yeah. like just immediate abandonment so they just kind the, of so you were in each other's shoes pretty much like just you know mm-hmm. the they put the blame on you or you escape god or something or uh, it, yeah i mean i did some i did i did something wrong i did a bad thing like i'm yeah. not gonna say that I, I I was right. Well, know, yeah, but, but um, so did Ishida, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It, so it's I, I, yeah, but like, I thought my homies yeah, would be on my side. They would yeah. come to comfort me. Uh, but all they did was cast blame on me. <laughs> yeah, right. All they did was try to chastise me. And it's just yeah. like, oh, thanks. Yeah, as if I didn't need any more of that. <laughs> yeah, mate. Like, I if... already feel that about myself. Like, as uh, if, thanks, as if guys. you guys weren't weren't also <laughs> yeah. part of this whole geek, yeah. if, if you know if you know what I mean. But yes, yeah. no, honestly, I I that's not cool. That's I'm yeah. really sorry that happened to you. Yeah, no, it's, I mean I'm I'm over it now. It's like it, it was a it was a period of my time when I was the dark. It was the darkest time of my life, and yeah. on top of that, it was that like all of my friends just kind of betrayed me. Mm. Um, and so I was just like, okay. Uh, but I, I kind of got over that and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it didn't affect me. It did yep. definitely mm-hmm. in terms of how I approach my uh, future friendships with yep. people. Mm-hmm. Um, it did definitely color uh, something. Like, that's why, that's why like, like to me, mm-hmm. the most important thing in friendship is loyalty. Like, if you yeah. if you don't have loyalty, you have nothing. You, you don't have a friendship. You have a... You have an acquaintanceship. <laughs> yeah, suppose you have somebody yeah. that you might know and that yep. you might enjoy their company from time mm-hmm. to time, but you don't have a friendship. Yeah, without trust yeah. and without loyalty, there's no friendship. Like a true, genuine, um, open kind of uh, relationship—someone mm-hmm. that you can be yourself with and be completely honest, and they'll be honest to you. Um, but years can stand the test of, um, at, I suppose. Uh, not only time but uh, adversary. So yeah, yeah. That's so good. now we'll get on to the next section of the the film. So uh, I'll read. Uh, One day Shoyo accidentally drops a notebook into a river. He jumps in to retrieve it, which is prohibited. Yuzuru Shoko's younger sister takes a photo of Shoyo jumping in and posts it online to get revenge on him. Eventually, leading Shoyo to get suspended. Shoya finds uh, Yuzuru who ran away from home and brings her to stay at his house 
when she leaves in the middle of the night, Shoya follows and the two make up and become friends. Shoya and Shoko reunite with Miyoko Sahara. Uh, so Sahara is a classmate that tried to be friends with Shoko before, mm-hmm. and then she was bullied out of out of uh, out of school. Was she a bullied because from, of that reason? Like, uh, yeah, I think that it's it's uh, it's uh, what is it? It's kind of hinted at that. Implied, uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, you know when she kind of walks by the other girls, they kind of like make fun of her. They make oh, fun of her, her outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. her outfit. Yeah, what kind of like yeah, Ueno does? <laughs> the uh, girl that we didn't like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that everyone doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes. Shoko later gives Shoya a gift and confesses her feelings for him, but she, because she tries to speak her affections rather than signing them out, Shoya mm-hmm. mishears her. Mm. Oh, so uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about with this section is that the voice actor for for uh, Nishimiya is yeah. uh, Shinobu's voice actor. It's the same voice actor. What? No. Yeah. No, no, it is right. Isn't that isn't that great? Great performance. She's she's. I don't know if they did something with technology to make her sound deaf, but or she just had to act uh, sounding deaf. But yeah, because Shinobu's voice actor. Actually, yeah. she plays a lot of like pretty characters. You know, she plays like, she's her. very popular. Yeah, Shinobu. She plays. Uh, Your in a uh, Spy Family. Yeah, Your in Spy Family. Yeah. Uh, she plays. Yeah, she plays a lot of pretty characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, right. uh, her not voice that is, is not very distinctive, pretty. but it's yeah, just... it's very distinctive. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can tell when when it's her voice. Um, what? Okay. Yeah. And she plays a deaf character, so I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> right, yeah. and and the tone yeah. of her voice is very different in this in this movie. I would not have placed yeah, yeah. her as as the um, voice actress. Yeah. Yeah. So I well this section I kind of wanted to talk about the confession. So mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. their friendship, they've been friends for a little bit. Uh, now she she likes uh, um, Ishida, right? She has feelings yep. for him, mm-hmm. um, and she she tries to. She like, it's it's very interesting because like there's little things that her younger sister kind of notices about her. It's like oh she's putting her hair up in a ponytail, you know, yeah, she's yeah, trying yeah. to look pretty, <laughs> and she goes to confess, and uh, she uh, he mishears her yeah. instead of ski. <laughs> She, he hears suki, yeah, <laughs> which is, means moon, moon. <laughs> instead of I like you, right? Yeah. Um, because, and, and she's trying to do it with her voice instead of sign language. Um, but then he, yeah, and this was a little bit sad too, because like you can hear her and she sounds deaf, right? She mm-hmm. sounds like a mm-hmm. deaf person. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she she's talking to, she's trying to be pretty. She's trying to look, and she's talking to this guy that she likes. And her voice sounds weird because uh, she's deaf, right? And she even asks, "Does my voice sound weird?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, but it's like, oh, it's so zenzen daijobu. It's like it's okay, it's okay, right?" Like he just uh, said it without sign, thinking. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was kind of interesting. Too. <laughs> like it, he thinks it, it's suki. Suki. <laughs> yeah. um, I I don't know. I've never seen it in the English dub. I don't know how they would do that in English dub. <laughs> Yeah, because it wouldn't make sense, right? Moon. I like you and the moon. <laughs> In maybe, English, it doesn't sound. Uh, the maybe same. <laughs> maybe they talk about something else, but actually, yeah, I'm gonna search that part up now in in English dub. Just just so yeah, yeah, just know. to see what they say there, because like you, unless you know Japanese, I, I don't really know Japanese that much, but I know that much <laughs> <laughs> that, that those two words sound similar. Yeah, right? yeah, suki yeah. and suki, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I just thought it was very cute because it's a very typical high school girl when you're trying to confess to your crush. You look pretty, you wear pretty things, you're like, oh, I uh, pace around all night and all day wondering how I'm going to deliver it to him. And then you get a completely <laughs> underwhelming response. And you're just like, yeah, yeah you know, what, stuff yeah. this life. I can't do it anymore. Run face down onto your. You know, run into your room and go face down on your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Which happens, right? She she's embarrassed, right? Yes, correct. Very every every uh, single high school girl, I think almost most of us have done it. It's it's oh really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see. It's very. I I I I figured girls usually get approached and get asked. Uh, Girls don't really do the asking very much. I don't know. Maybe it's different in different cultures. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah no. But um, I suppose girls also probably, I don't know, it's just, just my um, my childhood or my high schoolhood, really. Um, you don't really have the guts to do that. Like, we, it's not so much we get approached more, it's just that we don't dare to say anything. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah. just kind of drop hints and hope that someone will pick up on it yeah that, that's I... a, that's what i heard is, yeah, yeah. is more common like dropping yeah. hints and stuff yeah yep yep <laughs> or telling your friend and then your friend telling the person <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and then um, when you drop the hints and obviously you know nobody gets it because those are hints uh then mm. you just go let's do the same thing run back to your room and run and go face down on the bed because they didn't pick up yeah. on your hints <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought that was a bit funny but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's funny but it's also a little bit sad because like uh yeah when she says you know oh, is my voice weird you know like uh she says it you know as yeah a you know person. she's like, she's oh. tried or she's trying it's like oh she again practice. she's like trying and like her she's very very aware of her disability you know <laughs> just like oh man that's that's sad <laughs> oh yeah. it's a it's a her limitations and the fact yeah. that she was trying to do it by speaking means She's um, got out of her way, I think, to how how do I put it? Like this, this is my best effort, you know, not mm-hmm. just the hair in the ponytail, but this the spoken. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those a little bit sad, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll move on to the amusement park scene. So this is now. Um, now they have like a little friend group, although it's kind of a dysfunctional <laughs> friend group because uh, it's a lot of the people that are from. Um, Ishida's and Nishimiya's past, like mm-hmm. in elementary school, there's Ueno, there's Kawaii, right? Uh, but then there's, there's some new people like Nagatsuka, and then there's another dude uh, that I think is like Kawaii, hangs around Kawaii, but is wanting to be friends with uh, Ishida. I, 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 I thought he was Kawaii's crush. Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, uh, like, like that the, dude with the orange the guy, hair, right? Yeah the, yeah, the guy that like like hangs around Kawaii, uh, but he's part of this friend group. But he's kind of like an like outside. You don't even know his name, right? <laughs> I forget his name. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. a very forgettable character. He's a forgettable character. <laughs> he's not really important to the story. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so now they're they're all going to an amusement park together, um, and they have fun. Uh, and even was it uh, the the little sister Yuzuru is also Yuzuru, there. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. So they're this little friend group. They go to the amusement park and they hang out. Um, uh, and uh so yeah w- w- well so my thoughts about the amusement park scene mm-hmm. is that um so like they're having fun and then he asks himself am i allowed to have this much fun like i'm having yeah. a good time like mm-hmm. is this okay for me? Mm-hmm. so he hasn't forgiven himself still like he's yeah. still guilty and so he's asking himself is it okay for me to enjoy 
life <laughs> essentially it's like oh man that's a pretty harsh thing to say about yourself yeah. uh, like you're not allowed to enjoy your life like that's you know that's like for for most people that would be like of course you are you're allowed to enjoy life but for mm-hmm. ishida he doesn't believe he's allowed to like he 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 doesn't believe that he deserves to have fun he doesn't yeah. he deserve to have joy mm-hmm. um and just like you can kind of hear like in that question it's kind of like you can see the like how much guilt he's held inside like it's yeah. it's, it's kind of it's it's festered like it's a wound that's festered right it's yeah. like there's yeah, so much in in there <laughs> that oh. he doesn't even believe that he should be allowed to experience joy you know yeah correct he's just yeah. spent re- re- uh, the entirety of the movie aside of the first uh, arc redeeming mm-hmm. himself like i said mm-hmm. you know the the lead up to it where he's worked the job to get the money to pay back the hearing aids he's you know gone and tried to be friends with her be friends with his her sister um and literally just you know, like, do I deserve friendship? You know, that scene mm-hmm. where he's sitting with Nagatsuka and they're eating fries and he's just like, what mm-hmm. is friendship? You know, do I deserve right. something like that? He's yeah. still, like, um, like you said, he hasn't forgiven himself. Right, yeah. Mm. And then um, there's another important scene in the amusement park. So uh, Ueno and um, Nishimiya go on a, a Ferris wheel together, right? Yep. So that they can mm-hmm. be alone. Uh, and then... Uh, her younger sister Yuzuru puts the camera on record and puts it on her, mm-hmm. right? To kind of like, okay, I, I have a bad feeling about this. Like, that's why I, I really like Yuzuru too, because like she she very yes. senses these things really well, right? That's the part that sold me as uh, my yeah. favorite character. Your favorite character, yeah. yeah. She's uh, she's she's very aware, she's perceptive. <laughs> so she's incredibly yeah. protective, perceptive. Uh-huh. Um, but also at the same time, I think, uh, in a different way from Nagatsuka, she's very selfless. So. Um, even though she's yes, she, we talk about her achievements, as in getting like a photo in the magazine, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but all she ever worries about and does is her sister. Mm. Yeah, anyway, for sure. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So, like in the Ferris wheel scene, they she puts her camera on record, and then later on. Uh, they they don't see immediately what happens, but then uh, the next scene they they get the video or the the memory card and then mm-hmm. they watch mm-hmm. what had transpired in mm-hmm. the the thing. And this is where I think Gloria was really mad at when <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I was a little mad too because like she hit her, you know. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, they have an but argument. Even if Ueno she kind didn't of, hit her, the stuff that she said was pretty yeah. The said was just horrible. Like yeah. Like, my goodness, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how could you say such things to the, you know, and then um, we, we find out also uh, a kind of a tidbit that, uh, um, what's her, Nishime hasn't really forgiven herself either. Like she, yeah. she feels like a burden to everyone around her, right? Yeah. She says she hates herself, right? Mm-hmm. She, it's not because I hate you. Like she, like, Ueno thinks that Nishime hates her, right? Mm-hmm. She, it's all about her, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, uh Nishimiya says no I don't I don't hate you I hate myself you know yeah. I'm a burden to everyone like you know it's everyone has to change their lives around me, me. Yeah. yeah because of because of my disability so yeah. it's my fault that everyone is miserable and it's just like oh man like I mean she doesn't say all those things but in that one thing that she says I hate myself right mm-hmm. she don't understand I hate myself like, in that one thing you can tell like she's saying all those things right she's uh-huh. saying I'm a. I have a disability. I'm. I'm disabled. Everyone has to change their lives because of me. Yeah. I'm the reason that everyone else, you know, ha- can't live 
their life, right? That all my loved ones have to change their lives to accommodate me. So it's like she feels responsible for that, and it's just like, oh man, that's so. That's that's you know everything in the movie is kind of like heartbreaking. The more you find out about yes. how she feels about herself, right? Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And so that's a very interesting. And then there's the、uh, the bridge scene, which the bridge scene is like so. Afterwards, they kind of have a blow up, and he、uh, Ishida kind of blows up on everybody, but not like he doesn't yell at everyone. He kind of just like sinks down, sulks down, and he just kind of calls everyone out for. What they are, right? Yeah,、mm-hmm. and I really like that he called out Kawaii for because、uh. <laughs> she's the one that's like, "Oh, I'm I'm the good girl, you know. I I never did anything wrong." And he's like, "That you did the same thing. <laughs> like、yeah. you you care about your self image so much, like yeah, man. You, know, you won't admit, exactly. You know, yeah, you won't admit that you are also a part of this, you know."、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's <laughs> I like that he called her out on that.、Um, <laughs> that that part was satisfying. I have to admit. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit satisfying. <laughs> oh, it's very. Yeah, but satisfying. he basically tells everyone off, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he he kind of picks himself up, and because he still feels guilty, he's like, okay, I want to spend my dedicate my time and my life to hanging out with Nishimaya and Yuzuru、yep. and taking them out and having a good time. Yeah.、Uh, and I'm all these other friends, you know, friends, quote unquote, right? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna abandon them, right? Because whatever, right? Because、mm-hmm. uh, he just won't have,、uh, you know, he just he, he's he's had enough of the of the the fighting and kind of like, you know, he's trying to bring everyone together and everyone still kind of has tension towards each other. The the fact that there is like an underlying sort of unrest, I think it's like yeah, yeah, the whole time in the outside,、yeah. but in the inside, there's something else that's brewing. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like that. Yeah, because you can like that. That that's another good point. Like the whole time, the friend group, you don't feel good about the friend group, <laughs> even though there's a friend group. It's like ah,、uh, I don't know about like, like so, the first time I was like, I don't, I don't feel good about this. Yeah, yeah,、huh? yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know, and I know because there's like there's some people that are like, I don't, I don't know if I would want these people in my friend group. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that that is true. There is this tension still, right? And yeah, and so that yeah. that tension comes to a, a head at the bridge scene, right? And he kind of、mm-hmm. tells. Off, so now it's him, uh, uh, with、uh, Yuzuru and uh,、um, Nishimiya, or they're both Nishimiya, right? Shoko and Nish,、uh, Yuzuru. Uh, he's spending a lot of time with them, right?、Mm-hmm. And then, um, I want to skip a little bit because I think, yeah, because we're getting a little bit too slow. But uh, we'll just <laughs> talk briefly about so their grandmother dies, right? Um, yeah, Yuzuru and、uh, Shoko. Yeah.、Um, out of not, you know, nothing. It's just old age, right? Just yeah, natural just causes, right? Pass away. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.、Um, which is interesting because、um, his their grandmother says something to Yuzuru, right? It it, it kind of reveals. I didn't know、um, about this until her grandma says it.、Uh, in this at this part of the movie,、uh, I didn't. I thought Yuzuru was just a regular kid, but like you know, we find out that Yuzuru wasn't going to school. She wasn't going to school anymore because. Of Shoko,、mm. um, and her grandmother kind of says, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you're you you're worried about your sister. I'm more worried about you, you know, and、uh, and that's like kind of the last things that she says before she passes away,、mm-hmm. dies peacefully in her sleep. <laughs> yeah, and then、uh, so then Ishida takes Shoyo and、um, oh no, Ishida Shoyo <laughs> takes Shoko <laughs> and Yuzuru to the countryside and yep, and to go and、vacation. show them around, right, a vacation kind of、mm-hmm. thing.、Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so then I, I I think I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> so yeah, they go they go around and they they um they so he, hang out a lot together basically. Yeah, so he's trying to I think uh cheer them up. It looks almost <laughs> like you know we've we've had this whole implosion of our friendship group. You just lost <laughs> your grandmother. I'm sure life must be like the worst or the pits for you guys right now is the pits mm-hmm. for me too. But since, well, you know, I have the means to, let's go and uh, do stuff together. And um, yeah, he's just trying to cheer them up basically. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. It's still out of a, like a, like a guilt motivation. Um, still neither of them has forgiven themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're still kind of, yeah. So like, yeah, it's, a, it's, it almost feels that because he's kind of like trying to be cheery and uh, laugh and try to cheer them up, right? But you can tell that it's kind of forced, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, when he's talking to them. Uh, but yeah, so now they, and then, okay, and then so this whole thing, there, there's a big section that I missed is, uh, is her, her mother, right? Um, Ishimiya's mother does, still doesn't really like him, right? Yeah. Because he was the guy that um that bullied, bullied her, yeah, her yeah, and throw through her hearing aids and stuff like that yeah um because uh, like they're in in an in earlier part of the scene like he brings his sister back to home like walks her home and then she comes out and she just slaps him in the face right because yeah yeah. She, yeah and like and as a parent myself like mm-hmm. i kind of see <laughs> i understand <laughs> like i would do the same exactly you know like um she so I, um, I kind of she also uh, hits um his mother at the very that's true yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, she she rips off her earring her earring um, yeah yeah mm. yeah I I didn't realize that until like uh I, I watched it the second time I was like oh uh, she like ripped her earring off yeah I saw <laughs> that I was like oh hell, her her yeah <laughs> yeah mm. uh yeah and so like for me like I I kind of related to um to to the mom uh, uh, Nishimiya right mm. um. So so yeah so, but uh, he's taking her out to uh, taking them out and then now he's invited to the birthday party and everything. So she yeah. has to kind of like accept him because like okay my daughters accept this person right yeah so yeah. he's she kind of reluctantly accepts that he's he's in there. and it's like oh man that you know that's a very uncomfortable situation for the mother to be in yeah um, correct but that is also yeah. why um also another. Sorry, my my cat just fell off something or caused something. I'll figure Uh-oh. out what that is later. Yeah. But um, the 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 other scene that sold Yuzuru to me as one of my favorite characters, or probably the favorite character, is she handles the whole thing with humor. Yeah. So she's oh, like the ah. the mother. Yeah, uh, the whole the okay. whole awkward um situation. Obviously, because Nishimiya can't talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Yuzuru just handles the whole thing with like uh a kind of humorous attempt or just go like ah you know eat your your cake and uh let's have fun and uh as you can see we are okay with each other sort of thing oh so, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of lighthearted it lightens the mood correct kind of, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um so they they so then they they all he invites them to a fireworks festival right a summer yeah. matsuri always a summer matsuri episode in anime i really like those episodes <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you gone to one? Uh, no, I haven't. I've never been to a summer matsuri. I'm gonna have to go when I'm in Japan. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, hopefully yeah. when when I get there, it'll be. I mean, it's summertime, so hopefully they'll have summer matsuris. But <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So yeah. like now they're at the this fireworks scene and mm-hmm. um, everyone's wearing yukata and they're mm-hmm. watching the fireworks and it's interesting because they 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 hint at things like because Nishimiya can't hear so mm-hmm. she feels things right so mm-hmm. she she can see the fireworks she can't hear them but she can feel the vibrations in her cup and it shows like close up on her cup and you see the ripples and it's like oh it's like that's how she experiences things right so uh, and just like yeah. little things like that it's pretty interesting mm. that the director kept in there yeah yeah, um, yeah i didn't realize that that's a good point yeah and then uh they uh they go so they so she excuses herself saying that she has to do some homework right and mm-hmm. then um as they leave so unless you know sign language because it didn't translate this section but uh I, I don't know any sign language but i had to look it up but so when uh, they say see you later. Well, that one I knew because they used it a lot in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Nishimi or Ishida says see you later because mm-hmm. she's gonna go home and do her homework. He says mm-hmm. see you later, mm-hmm. and then she says goodbye. Actually, mm-hmm. in um, mm-hmm. sign language, I think mm-hmm. I think I think that's what I because I don't know sign language, but she doesn't say see you later. I know that she says goodbye, right? Mm-hmm. I think she says goodbye or farewell or something like that. Um, it's goodbye. I'll have to look yeah. It up. yeah. So mm-hmm. she she goes home mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, Ishida uh, stays and Yuzuru says, hey, I, I don't have my camera. Can you go and get it for me? And so he goes to her house and as he comes in and he's getting the camera, mm-hmm. she's on the balcony yeah. and he thinks that she's watching the fireworks. And this is a very famous part of this uh, this uh, movie. Mm-hmm. And you see her, she climbs up on the balcony and she's going to jump. And Ishida freaks out and he he runs over to her mm-hmm. and uh he catches her before she falls like she she jumps like she literally like if he wasn't there she would have died like she yeah. jumps ki- like she's killing herself essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and he he grabs her just in time and uh then as he's trying to pull her up he mm-hmm. falls in himself yeah and so uh, he and then he gets hospitalized right so uh, what did you think about this this scene? This scene was very, very. It's it's hard to watch, kind of. Even talk about it, it's kind of hard to talk about. <laughs> it it is quite intense. Um, yeah. the I think the most intense, or well, there there were two quite intense um moments in that whole scene. <clears throat> the first one being, you can see when his hands start to slip, and then mm-hmm. he's just. Sorry, this is very nerdy, but um, because I do a bit of bouldering, you can see he switches his his wrist from one angle to the next to get a better grip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that part, yeah. that part got me a little. I, it's not because I boulder, but because uh, not only because I boulder. Sorry, but it's kind of like even if I hurt myself, because surely that action or that movement really hurt your wrist like yeah but you just it's a better grip so you that's just doing everything he can and the second part uh or one, the second one of the second moment the sorry one of the moments that really got me in that scene was when he's kind of like praying in his head he goes mm-hmm. kamisama you know no matter mm-hmm. whatever else in life i just don't want her to die um mm-hmm. that part really got me as well because yeah. it's probably like even though he, like, they're both in peril, right? And he, uh-huh. um, she's definitely, if, if he lets go, she will, he, she will definitely die. If he uh-huh. slips, he will definitely die. But he's not praying about him. He's praying about mm-hmm. 
her. Like, I don't care what I've done in my life. I'm guilty, etc. I, I don't need forgiveness or anything like that. But please save her. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, that part really got me. Yeah, I, I yeah, I was like viscerally crying. <laughs> like, there was no hiding it at that point. Like, because yeah. we were watching it. Like, yeah. even because I knew what was gonna, was gonna. Like, the thing is, I've seen that scene before in because YouTube spoils stuff for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like before you even watching me, I've seen that scene before, so I oh. knew what was gonna happen. So immediately. Like when once I saw the beginning of the scene, I was like, I was just, I lost it, you know. Um, and so, yeah. But like, it's interesting because like for him, it's like this, like this is my salvation, right? This is like she is my like the reason why, like I he still feels guilty, right? So mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. thinking that I can't lose this person. Like mm-hmm. this person is literally my salvation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I have to make things right, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, there's that desperation, mm-hmm. um. Where, but actually, he when in, during his prayer, he kind of cha- he he thinks to you know, so I'll change starting tomorrow, right? Like, um, yeah, he uh, he realizes that that that's a wrong motivation. Like in the middle of this this intense scene, but like the the reason why this intense scene like hit me so because like you know I have two daughters, so like I can't separate that from this movie. <laughs> so like, yeah, of course, I, of course. Oh my god. Like I I was I was losing it at this point and Wrecked. so <laughs> Yeah, cuz I, I couldn't imagine. And and then and and then like just understanding that because she feels responsible mm-hmm. for, because she is deaf, because she has a disability. She mm-hmm. feels responsible. She feels like a burden to everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, like that she she feels that if she were to have passed away, that mm-hmm. everyone's life would be better. Like she got to a place in her life where she thinks that her dying is better mm-hmm. for everyone else. And it's just like, oh man, that's just a heartbreaking place to be. Oh, it's you know, terrible. It's just like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, just, it's so sad that someone could get to a, a point in their life where they feel that they're better off dead. Like it would be better for everyone if I died. Like, oh man. I mean, and, and, I, and I feel like maybe some people feel that way uh when they come you know when they choose to go that route that everyone would be better off if i were dead i think uh, it's very burden um, uh, especially with severe depression it's actually mm-hmm. uh one of the more common recurring thoughts like mm-hmm. um if if i were gone everyone else would be better off which is why people choose that route mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah which is, which is yeah which is kind of hard to understand but you know yeah because that's how they feel and they've mm. gotten there somehow right mm, mm. but yeah it's just like but there's gonna be so much pain in if you are gone right and mm-hmm. that's just you know people will would not be better off you know it's, it's the thing it's like the, the the reality is that people would not be better off if she had died right uh there's a lot of people that would uh, it would scar them for the rest of their life uh, yeah, if, quite possibly. If she had died, yeah. But I can also see, uh, I guess I can see from both sides of the coin. Like, I can see why she would think that way. Um, mm-hmm. Especially from the, like, if you've, if you've got a disability, right? Um, not not saying that I understand what it feels like, but uh, the ex- medical expenses would have been not cheap, right? Because mm-hmm. hearing aids was a cost a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that she got, uh, she felt guilty from her childhood as well because she was the reason. Uh, she, oh, she thinks she's the reason that Ishida got bullied and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was, you know, I was just doing all these things um, mm-hmm. to redeem himself. But she sees that as favors. Like you know, he just went out of his way to do this for me. Um, mm-hmm. It must have added on to the pile 
Uh, and then the oh whole, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and her whole implosion on the bridge where she's like, "Oh mm. no, this is happening all over again." So definitely, people would be better off without me. Like, you know, mm. people would be fighting because of me. We wouldn't have these broken relationships. We wouldn't have these expenses. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I can see that part of the the coin. And the other side, I uh, I can also see that mainly because um, well, I have lost people before, but um. I guess it's it's hard when you're in that hate space, right? Um, mm-hmm. And depression is one of those things that's very common in today's society. And I think Asian culture, we just don't really like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely can see mm-hmm. both sides of um, of the story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it's, it's just very sad. Like to me, it, it was very sad that she got to a place where she felt that people would be better off without her. And it's just like, oh. And that that's why she decided to to kill herself, mm. and I was just like, oh, it's so heartbreaking. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So the so then it, it results in Shoya being hospitalized. Uh, he's not dead, but he's in a coma, um, and so he's being nursed back to health. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of really really sad <laughs> parts <laughs> like during this whole section because like uh, Shoko is now she, she wants to make it her mission. I want to rebuild what I destroyed, right? Yeah. Um, Shoko built this friendship, so she talks to everybody, and um, even Ueno, like she waits for her and says, like, "I want to talk to you" and stuff. Um, did they ever? Did Ueno ever? You know, open that door or just can carry it on the way she did. Uh, a little bit. Um, at the end, like where she she learned sign language to call her Baka. <laughs> Is it oh, okay? Call, yeah. So like she, it's basically her making an attempt to be like, okay, I accept you. Like I'm gonna learn sign language so I can communicate with you. Yeah. Right. right. Um, okay. Hmm. And like, uh, Shoko is kind of like excited that oh, you learned sign language to 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 make fun of me. <laughs> I thought the, at least the that, words... that way you're. I mean, huh? the way she acted. Um, mm-hmm. before in the Ferris wheel was bad but the way af- after the hospitalization that was worse yeah where, yeah. She, where she was oh I she think, wouldn't even let her see um, the Shoya yeah, or Shoya, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was just like you yeah. did this to him etc etc et yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah but Shoko tries to build and there's like a lot of yeah she, she was a bit worse because she like pushes her down because she blames her for um, Shoyo yep um, being hospitalized, so yeah, there's like a fight scene. Her mom comes out while yeah, she's yeah. pushing Nishimiya down, and she gets into a fight with her mom. It's like, yeah. my goodness, this girl is <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, so like her mom slaps her, uh, Ueno, and then Ueno mm-hmm. fights back and tries to beat up her mom. <laughs> it's, <not, laughs> it's like, goodness. Um, but yeah, like there was, yeah, there was very, very heartfelt moment. Like, there's so much in this movie that. Like this is just like a this is our our thoughts on the movie, but if you haven't seen the movie, you have to go and see it. Like, you know, they even like the the part where the Yuzuru and her mom kind of like like kneel at um Shoyo's mom's feet yep. and ask for forgiveness because mm-hmm. you know like you know she her their daughter tried to kill herself and mm-hmm. um sh- uh, sh- and as a result Shoyo is now hospitalized because he tried to save or he saved her. Um, you know, and even when she says, you know, like, oh, this is not for you to give. This mm-hmm. is for Shoko to give, you know. Mm-hmm. This is for Shoko to do, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, and it's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and she does. And she, like, she cries and she, uh, you know, she asks for forgiveness. 
That's the first yeah, and time the, the, we like, see her cry, whole... like, ball. Yeah, bawling. She's, like, viscerally just crying and, like, asking for forgiveness. And, like, there's there's so much in this last arc. There's so much forgiveness. And it just, it, it feels like redemption almost. It just feels like a whole, like, it almost feels like I've been forgiven <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like at the very, very end, right? So when yeah. Shoyo, uh, uh, he wakes up from his coma, right? And they meet on the bridge because mm-hmm. Shoko has a dream about it and they they meet each other and they kind of like air everything out and they mm-hmm. say, you know, what they've been holding on mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like, oh, I haven't forgiven myself for this. I, mm-hmm. I want to apologize. So they, they, they close the, they kind of like make amends and they close the book on it, right? Like, yep. like yep. They, they were holding on to all this. Things. All they needed to do was, like talk to each other and like get forgiveness and they can close the chapter on on this whole thing right yeah mm-hmm. and so it was so that that was a really good moment too like when they were talking to each other and just yeah, like for sure like hey i you know i i i wanted to ask for forgiveness for a long time but i didn't feel like i was allowed to you know <laughs> and so they 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 ask each other right and then they forgive each other and then at the very end you see um he, you know, he he asked her, oh, "I want you to help me to to live, right?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so she takes him to school and everything. And then at the very very last, uh, he won't he still won't look at anybody in the eyes. All the exes are still there. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, like you kind of he's looking around, and then you see uh, all the exes fall off. And it's yeah. I think that's like a moment in which he he kind of realizes that he can forgive himself. Mm-hmm um like mm-hmm. he finally after all th- that time he forgives himself because of all that, that they go through and then all the exes fall off and it's like yeah that was a pretty powerful moment too oh yeah for sure yeah. it's uh because you know those exes are falling off and they're going to stay down yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. it now now he's 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 done with that right now mm-hmm. he can look at people and mm-hmm. he uh he's forgiven himself you know and he's so, gone through the process Right, right, yeah, and so it's it's so like like yeah like like I said before like it, it's almost as if after I watch this film I feel like I can <laughs> <You've been> redeemed. <laughs> it's like wow, this is amazing, you know. Uh, it's so, very yeah, much there... a, uh, I think I used the word process, but it sounds just very unromantic. But it's very much a process film. Um, you know how we we talk about like if they had aired their grievances in the beginning, would it would it have happened the way that it did? like in the movie and I think the answer is probably still yes because um it was a journey that they both had to take Mm -hmm. to get to that final conclusion on and closing that that chapter or closing the book on it um because otherwise there would have been like so many what ifs Mm -hmm. uh or they would have just gone nah not possible um you know I still don't deserve forgiveness etc etc they would have to still have to go through that journey um and finally get to that conclusion themselves where they go okay i deserve forgiveness i deserve love i deserve friendship uh, i deserve to live like a normal human being or like right yeah yeah who's who's not completely guilty all the time so yeah yeah it's it's a very interesting journey that whole film right and then like yeah at the at the climax you see everyone forgives themselves Mm -hmm. they forget the two main protagonists they forgive each other mm-hmm. like uh, uh it was just it was so beautiful like the oh the, yeah for sure the last part of the movie is just oh i felt so refreshed after watching that movie i was like i have to tell people about this <laughs> yeah it's almost like a religion like for, it's like oh i have to tell you have you heard of my lord and savior <laughs> um <Forgiveness>? asylum voice <laughs> 
Yeah, Silent Voice and and the power of forgiveness. Like, I had to tell people about it. It was so powerful. Oh yeah, for sure. Because yeah. imagine if you you know, uh, like if, especially if you've gone through, and I'm sure like anybody who says they haven't you know gone through at least one or two experiences in the movie is probably mm-hmm. not very perceptive for their own life. Um, yeah, uh, have gone have experienced what these characters have gone through, and they've just gone. Yep, I can definitely relate to that. This has definitely happened in my life before at some point. And no, mm. I'm at this stage where I haven't forgiven myself or I have forgiven myself. And this is how I felt after that, for example. And it just, um, I think it evokes a lot of, it's very personal. This movie is very personal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I felt. Yeah, but yeah, sure. it just I very internalized it, uh, made it very personal. So it was it was so good. It was so uh, oh I yeah. Tell, I was like, I have to talk about this movie with somebody. <laughs> so let's Aww. get Viv on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so honored to be yeah. the um the guest to talk about this. Yeah, yeah I love that movie. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's it's good. It's probably one of my favorites. Um, like I felt better about this movie than when I watched Violet Evergarden. <laughs> oh well, Violet Evergarden also made me cry, and it it really touched me. And there's certain episodes still that, if I watch them again, I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it, also emotional damage, but I think that is like emotional damage. Oh, I think it's more um, it's it's like a romantic. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like being sad for the purpose of being sad, being <laughs> like sad. just kind of like, like tragedy. Yeah, like yeah, just showing the reality of thing and then communication and so like that. So Violet Evergarden, whereas this movie, it's kind of like it's taking you through a journey, and yes. then there's like a a big, like a a thing. There's like a big moment at the end, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think in that in that sense, I kind of like Silent Voice a little bit better mm. than the Violet Ever. Even though I've seen all of the Violet Evergarden, I've seen both movies plus all of the the oh. series. Uh. You know that some people don't know that there's two movies. <laughs> there's two Violet Evergarden movies. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, are they out on Netflix or? I think so. There's the 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 final Violet Evergarden movie, but then there's yeah. a movie that was before that where she goes to like a a kingdom, like a palace, yeah, and she has to teach the the younger daughter of of some royalty or something how yeah, to, that's how to the, be a is lady. That a lesser known movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a lesser known movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I forget. It's called Violet Evergarden. There's like another, there's like a subtitle for it. It's Violet Evergarden and something, something, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that's handy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should but just she has up. to basically, she's there to teach this young lady how to be like a lady. <laughs> uh, but also, also, there's like, I, I forget exactly, I, I forget everything about that movie. Like, there was something, there was some sort of like, she has a sister that she can't see, but they have to speak write to each other with letters or something i forget exactly yeah um, right okay yeah I had, to, I had to look it up again i think most people have more heavily invested in the the final movie because the final movie yeah. yeah even though cause... i felt like it was a little bit rushed um they kind of uh, yeah I, I feel like they didn't complete the story they just kind of rushed it along rushed it. to just yeah. to, to to let the um just to finish reunion it reunion yeah. happen yeah so just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah these guys have to meet at yeah. the end because there's so many questions like, why, if he's alive, why does he not want anybody to know? You know, it doesn't make sense. Anyways, that's a different... We can talk about that. <laughs> like, to yeah. that I have so... Like, after that movie ended, like, seriously, I talked to Gloria. I was like, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> There's no motivation for this guy to keep himself unknown, you know? Like, if, he's, if he's a war hero, etc., for example. Yeah. Yeah. 
he uh, didn't even let his family know that he was alive. It's just like yeah. what? What is like what? <laughs> Maybe it's like a it's like a plot armor thing. He yeah, yeah. Like, it, I, I, I felt like it was just like a a plot device that they used yeah. just. He's to, dead, but like not they, dead. They couldn't. Yeah. Like, what else are they gonna say that he has amnesia? Like, at least that would kind of make sense if he had amnesia that he didn't yeah. remember. Like, I was hoping like even though that's cliche, I think that would have been a better uh, um, reason. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, yeah. May- maybe they should have gone down that route, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. So, Silent Voice. If uh, if you haven't seen it, I. I reckon. I mean, probably a lot of people. Most people have seen it. You can see it on Netflix. It's on there, um, but it's it's a very 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 good movie. Mm. I really really recommend it. Like ten out of ten, <laughs> must watch movie. <laughs> I uh, recommend it too. So yes, and I don't really often recommend. I think anime movies because most of them turn out to be like just fillers, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Um, I liked Your Name, but I don't. I think I liked um what's the next one that followed? Tenkinoko, Weathering, Weathering with You, yeah. Yeah, not as much. Yeah. yeah. I I liked the animation and I liked the music and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, the art I, I think style the story music was... was fine, but the story was a bit so so, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit story, yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're making a uh, another one. Uh uh Shinko uh, I forgot the director's name, but the, the director who made both of those was making a Makoto third. Shinkai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makoto Shinkai, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of this year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think yeah, yeah, in Japan it'll be open, so I might be able to go see it. <laughs> but I'll have to learn Japanese because they're not going to have subtitles. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe I'll just look at it and watch the pretty pictures and try to pick up some Japanese, and then like I'll I'll watch the the translated version. Surely by this <laughs> this point, like you've watched enough anime to understand each what they're saying. Yeah, kind of. Kind but of. there's I I can't I can't watch it without subtitles. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Well, I won't be able to understand everything. Yeah. So you can sort of yeah. grasp what it's what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, that was uh, that's all I wanted to I wanted to go through a movie review, and uh, I thought um, I thought it went well. Uh, yeah. Let me know uh, if you guys like movie reviews and you want us to do more. Um, mm-hmm. I I definitely like watching movies. I like stories, and I like talking about stories and how they impacted uh, us. So. Mm. So yeah. So yeah, as always, if you have feedback, let me know. Um, thanks again to Viv to, uh, to to come on the podcast again to to talk about movies and stuff. Most reoccurring <laughs> guest in Brian's podcast. Yes, most reoccurring. Yes, uh, the, I, the I, Nakama. I, uh, on yeah. the-, <laughs> <laughs> the the true Nakama this time. Yeah, uh, I'll be moving to Japan in a couple of weeks, so I won't have my computer for a little bit, so I might not be able to podcast. The next one I'm doing is with Jason Chi next week. Jason Chi is a, a famous um, bodybuilder in Singapore. Uh, he's been on a lot of like Singaporean TV shows. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be talking about kind of um, Ooh, so nice. like men and men's spaces and uh, like kind of how men don't really have a place where men can just be themselves with each other, like a men's only space. Yeah, uh, right. We're going to talk a little bit about like building up you know, men and their confidence and stuff like that too. So mm, that's super um, good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you if you are interested in that, please come check us out. And I think, yeah. With that, um, Viv, do you have anything? You, oh, you can follow Viv on all of her social. She is a very talented cover artist. Uh, she covers almost, a, and she's making these really cool AMVs now. They're like 
they make me cry. Aww. <laughs> Although, like, uh, I cry all the time, apparently. <laughs> like, according to this podcast, I cry, like, every five seconds. So. Well, if... But, uh... Yeah, uh, Viv's uh, AMVs are so awesome. She, she sings... Uh, so it's she'll sing one okay rock covers and yep. put like a like attack on titan or so it's so good it's amazing <laughs> we've got a request here from brian that uh the next one okay rock cover is standout fit in and it'll be consistent with the silent voice and that's what we talked yeah, about yeah, before, yeah. yeah which will be good although like uh like after I watched the movie, I was like, "Oh, actually, it's kind of different than the message of Standout Fit." <laughs> it's a little bit different because the yes. movie is about forgiveness. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily about overcoming bullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know because they did. I, I've seen some AMVs where they did Standout Fit in um, with silent voice, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it doesn't really fit." Because that's like if you've seen the movie, you know that it's not necessarily about this. This is a yeah. very small section of the mm-hmm. of the movie. It's just to provide. Part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just to provide like a a plot device to move the story into this journey, right? It's not mm-hmm. it's not about bullying. It's about you know what the for, you know like it's about forgiveness. It's about yeah, that is an incident journey. that happened mm-hmm. that they they're processing kind of you know yeah of course throughout the film. So yeah yeah, but regardless, there will be more um one or rock. There will be a little bit more um anime covers not just anime yes. covers but there will be other um more i was supposed non-traditional um jerox songs so mm-hmm. yeah coming up soon and there will be a naruto cover coming as well yes yes <laughs> more stuff from viv <laughs> viv has yeah viv has grown exponentially since the last time we've had a podcast <laughs> videos are like almost you know 100 50,000 views, 500,000 views. <laughs> no, not that many. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, but, it's yeah. A, it, they're, they're amazing, though. You guys have to check them out. Um, you can find her Just Cosplay Sings on uh, YouTube and mm-hmm. uh, all social media, right? Uh, Instagram, yep. Um, yep. TikTok. Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, what else? I think uh, I've got a very inactive Facebook page, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. You know what's funny? I see you on a, a like, anime groups like Jujutsu Kaisen group like because I'll post some of my cosplays in there and then you'll be like you'll comment on, on oh yeah be like, I know this guy <laughs> I know you his name is in here yeah, yeah. it's cool okay. though I, I like those cosplay um, photos because I like I see them in groups and like people really like them I'm like yeah I know this guy <laughs> yeah yeah Facebook I get uh, I get a lot more like people who like my stuff than on Instagram <laughs> yeah I don't know what's with Instagram yeah. hey but yeah, yeah, definitely keep them up. I like those posts. Cool. Alrighty. Well, uh, thanks guys for tuning in and until next time. See ya. See ya.